It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is John Fanta. He's a National College basketball broadcaster and reporter for Fox Sports. He covers the sport in a variety of capacities, from uh, calling games on FS1 to serving as the lead host on the Big East Digital Network. Also provides commentary on the Field of 68 Media Network. We'll get to know John's history in broadcasting, his career, and also what drives him to be the man he is today. I'd like to welcome John Fanta to the show. John, welcome. Ron, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is an interesting journey, and I always like talking to my respective guests about the journey, but uh, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, went to St. Ignatius High School, but you then uh, managed to go more east, I guess you would say, to the state of New Jersey, South Orange, in fact, and become a pirate at Seton Hall University where you honed your journalism skills and certainly your broadcasting abilities. So just talk about this career path, and when did you get the bug to start announcing? Well, I, I got the bug from the get-go, Ron. Growing up on the west side of Cleveland, watching Browns, Indians, now Guardians, and Cavaliers games with my family, with my dad, and with my grandpa, I, I always thought it was so cool that there were people talking about these games and that they were paid to talk about them. <laughs> I, I just, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And you know, I, I played sports growing up, uh, but where the rubber met the road was when you're a left guard on the football field and your quarterback is getting banged up because you're not completing your blocks, and you say, well, is it me, or do I have to find something else? And I, I quickly figured out I was better at talking about the sport than I was at playing it. <laughs> and, and, you know, that I, I believe in in the power of faith. And I'd, I'd like to think that there was divine intervention involved in that because it led me to St. Ignatius high school, which mm-hmm. is where my dad and his brothers and, and uh, his father graduated from. And that's where I started to broadcast games. I would broadcast. If it was a sport at the school, I broadcasted it. Fo- football, basketball, baseball, rugby, hockey, soccer, you know, you name it. And, I just fell in love even more with everything uh, about it. And for me, that that's really what sprung me to New Jersey, to South Orange, New Jersey, attending Seton Hall University and doing what I do now. And, and it's been the power of relationships, faith, resilience, and taking it day by day on the overall journey. And I'm very lucky that people have given me opportunities as the time has gone along. But, you know, my journey, it, it, it started with really just being a, a native Clevelander where you eat, breathe, sleep, live, all of the sports in that town. That's what made me fall in love with it. Now, you know what's interesting about broadcasting? There's not a book per se or manual that says this is the way you have to do it. It's more that you just dive in and you learn from others and it's through a lot of observation. But it sounds like you did just that because when you went to Seton Hall, 
You were a play-by-play commentator for the Pirates, uh, different sporting events, including women's basketball, soccer, baseball, and softball. So you had this, you were getting a broad experience on how to announce the game. And I think that takes a little courage as well, because you might not be, you know, uh, your acumen for each sport might not be the same, but talk about just diving in and gaining that experience while at Seton Hall. Well, for me, I always look at it from this perspective. No matter the sport, every athlete and coach has a story. And it's my job to convey to the viewers, one, excitement for the event. I always think whether it's 100 people watching or 10,000 or a million people watching a game on TV or online, for the people that are watching, that's the biggest event on their calendar. And it's their Super Bowl. So it's got to be my Super Bowl, too. And I've always kept an open mind. I'm not going to claim, you know, I've done a lot of college basketball. Next week I'll do college soccer for FS1 on Fox Sports 1. Uh, I've done softball and tennis and even golf. I mean, a wide variety. I'm not going to claim to know everything about those sports, but my thing is I'm going to do as much homework as I possibly can and, and, piece together as much preparation as I possibly can to convey to the viewers uh, that I'm ready to go, but also that, that they can be in for an exciting telecast. And part of that is within the sport, it's one thing for me to be able to call a sport. I think there's plenty of individuals that can call a sport mm-hmm. and learn a sport. For me, it's about showing people who these people are that are competing, who they are as athletes, who their families are, what their background is. Because I think that's what's so powerful about sports. And as a broadcaster, it's our job to storytell. It's our job to tell you what's important. But it's also our job to tell you why you should be watching. And a lot of times, why I think the common viewer or the common person is watching is because somebody's got a great story. And they're trying to make it. Or they're trying to to showcase their skill set, their talent. And so as a broadcaster and a storyteller, that's how I look at the job. And... I, I always think to myself, what can I tell a viewer that they haven't known beforehand? I want to be able to paint a picture to them that really makes the event hit home for them as the viewer or listener. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with John Fanta. He's a national college basketball broadcaster for Fox Sports. And John, uh, basketball is something you're well adapted to doing. In fact, uh, covering the Big East, calling their games, and uh, even calling some uh, – NC2A tournament uh, final fours, or at least uh, reporting at those uh, that that tournament. But talk about just covering college basketball. It's an exciting sport. The Big East has a lot of, uh, especially going into this year, a lot of uh, stories within the story about the conference. Of course, Rick Pitino coming now at the head of the Red Storm to coach at St. John's. But uh, is basketball something that you're gravitating to as your sport that you like the most? Well, it certainly has been the the sport that's given me the most opportunities, and uh, for that, I'm I'm so grateful. And there's just such a great tradition associated with college basketball, a nostalgia factor uh, that it just really resonates with me. And and I've loved the people within the sport, from Dan Gabbitt at the NCAA to in the Big East, Val Ackerman. Uh, who founded the WNBA and, and now is the commissioner of the Big East, to the other broadcasters, to the coaches uh, in in the league, it's in in the sport. 
it's become the sport that I've called the most, and I've loved the fans. You know, college basketball, there's, there's always something magical about March Madness. Mm-hmm. There really is. And in my career, I've gotten the opportunity to, to sit in the same room and go one-on-one with the likes of John Thompson and Roley Massimino and now Rick Pitino being at St. John's, but Jim Beheim and Jim Calhoun. I worked a whole week with Coach Calhoun at the Big East Tournament two years ago doing content and doing live broadcasts. And, and so for me, it's the people. And uh, it's, it's been the sport that's given me the most opportunities. And I'll tell you what, there's just such an excitement, such a nostalgia factor with college basketball that I've loved calling games for Fox Sports and, and doing some work for CBS as well. And I love being able to tell the story of a season. There's nothing that beats it. Uh, that, that When you get to the madness of March, it is second to none to be able to cover because you don't know what's going to happen. It is totally unpredictable. These kids lay it all out on the line. And when it's win or go home for three straight weeks, that is really, really cool. So I, uh, I've loved college basketball, and I'm grateful for the opportunities I've gotten in it. It has become the sport I've been most attached with, and for that reason, my favorite. However, I would tell you, Ron, uh, when I get off of college basketball duties in the spring and I have a stint of spring sports between softball and tennis and golf and baseball, and I did some PBA bowling over the summer, I can tell you right now, I appreciate those sports for what they are, those athletes for who they are. And I I genuinely love covering any event uh, because – I'll, again, I love to meet and talk with people and, and get to understand what their why is, who they are, what their background is, and what drives them every single day. That's what brings us together. That's what I love about my job is to get to know people and then tell their stories when I'm calling games. But to answer your question, college basketball for me has become number one. I've loved the game, and I love what it's given me. No, I share your sentiments. I mean, March Madness is phenomenal. It's uh, obviously my favorite time of year and uh, especially even the conference tournaments as well leading up to that that big tournament and the parody within uh, March Madness uh, over the last I say six to eight years has been unparalleled but uh, let's talk about the Big East because I know you're immersed in the Big East we're getting ready to kick off another college basketball season and there's a coach coming over from Iona out of all places by the name of Rick Patino, and of course uh he led three different schools to Final Four appearances, Providence, Kentucky, and Louisville. And now he's coaching for the Red Storm in Queens, and he's a native New Yorker. And, uh, you know, John, he'll, he, nothing more would please Rick Pitino than getting back to Madison Square Garden in late February or March to win a, a conference championship. But just talk to what Rick Pitino coming over to the Big East means for the conference himself and also for the Red Storm. It means everything. It means everything. This is a huge move. Rick Pitino is a native New Yorker. He grew up in the city. He understands Midtown. He gets Manhattan. He understands the Madison Square Garden spotlight. He really does. And I think with Coach Pitino, you're talking about a winner, a man who became the first in college basketball history to take three different schools to the Final Four, Providence, Kentucky, and Louisville. You're talking about a guy who is predicated on work ethic and using that work ethic to win. As his players say, he draws something out of you that you didn't even know that you had. Mm -hmm. And that's why 
he is 711 and 290 on his career for a winning percentage of 71. So for me, he is part of the gold standard in college basketball history. And this move to St. John's brings a program that's been dormant in the basement, off the map, in the darkness, and puts them into the light. And he's going to get St. John's back on the map. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I think that that's huge for the Big East. You know, the Big East has been able to survive despite uh, its reconfiguration back in 2013. Then the Catholic Seven of Georgetown, Providence, Villanova, St. John's, Seton Hall, uh, of that group, Marquette and DePaul, being able to stay together and then grab uh, and bring in Creighton, Butler, and Xavier, and now UConn's part of that mix again, like they were originally in the Big East. The, the league's been able to survive without St. John's or Georgetown doing much. Mm-hmm. Now, Patino reinvigorates St. John's. He turned over the roster, brought in 14 new players. I expect the Johnnies to be a factor. I like Jordan Dingle, who transfers in from Penn. I like Chris Ledlam who transfers in from Harvard. I think they've got a lot of talent. I think they'll be able to score the ball. As Patino shared with us at Big East Media Day yesterday, he said, look, we've got to become a better defensive team. The guys have to understand that just because they're working hard doesn't mean it's producing the right results. Now it's about executing. So St. John's is a dark horse nationally. They will be relevant again. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And he certainly took advantage of the transfer portal and pulled a Deion Sanders, or Deion Sanders pulled a Rick Patino, but uh, that helped with that sort of free agency, if you will, to clean house, bring in his own players. And I'm sure it would pay div- dividends for Coach Patino. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll get to know the man, John Fanta, beyond the talent when Blessed to Play returns. Stay with us right after this. Lord Jesus Christ, who are called the Prince of Peace, who are yourself our peace and reconciliation, who so often said, Peace to you, grant us peace. Make all men and women witnesses of truth, justice, and brotherly love. Banish from their hearts whatever might endanger peace. Enlighten our rulers, that they may guarantee and defend the great gift of peace. May all the peoples of the earth become as brothers and sisters. May longed-for peace blossom forth and reign always over us all. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by John Fanta. And if you listen to the first half of the show, he's an accomplished broadcaster on Fox Sports. He does a variety of sports. I would say that his main gig, if you will, is college basketball in the Big East. Uh, In fact, he's the lead host on the Big East Digital Network, but he's done, as you heard, tennis. Uh, I think he even said golf. He hasn't done pickleball yet, but John, you will do pickleball. I'm making a prediction right now. (laughs) So, but... John, you grew up uh, obviously 
with parents who cared about forming you in your spirituality. You mentioned you went to St. Ignatius High School in Cleveland, Ohio, so you have this Catholic formation. Why don't you talk about your Catholic formation and really how it molded you to be the man that you are today? Well, for me, that's everything. Uh, faith is everything to me, and, and I grew up on the west side of Cleveland, Uh, which is a very Catholic area, and St. Bernadette Parish in Westlake was my parish. Uh, My my dad and his family, they were a member of St. Brendan Parish uh, nearby in North Olmsted, and my my mom's family was Irish Catholic and part of St. Coleman in Cleveland, and uh, that's a very famous Irish parish. Uh, just on the west side of Cleveland, Ohio. And I, I, I mean, we didn't miss, first off, we didn't miss a Sunday mass. Secondly, I, I quickly became so involved with the church. I wanted to serve mass and, and did, and wanted to canter mass. And a uh, little known fact about me is I, I would sing masses, um, 8 a.m. mass on Sundays at St. Bernadette. And that was really powerful uh, because, one, I always felt I was doing something uh, that was it just it just meant more. And and I'll tell you, Ron, as a as a young kid, you know, I always felt it was cool to be able to get up early on a Sunday and show up at at, at eight o'clock in the morning. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you this candidly: at, at eight a.m. mass at St. Bernadette and West, like the crowd was a, a little bit older. Uh, and uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. And there's not. I always thought, though, as a 15-year-old, let me inject some life and energy into this 8 o'clock mass uh, from the cancer stand, you know, with our organist, a guy, a guy by the name of John Kabbalah. And we would try to, to say, hey, it might be 8 a.m., but God is here, mm-hmm. and he's with us, and it's time for Sunday to begin. And those people were all there for a reason to begin their Sunday. So I was a cantor and a server at St. Bernadette and also a lector. I would do uh, readings as well about once a month as I went into my high school years. And that, that really meant the world to me uh, because it, it, it helped. It gave me something each week that I really, I knew that I would have that time with God. Uh, not that I wouldn't have other time with God. But I think that for me was uh, just an early formation that mm-hmm. allowed me to understand how much faith was going to mean to me in my journey, but also to understand how much I needed God every single week. I needed that hour. I needed that, that time to take a step back and understand that on this journey, I can do nothing without him. Now, I know when you went to St. Ignatius, I know there was that motto, a man for others. So the student body is taught how to serve. And I think that, you know, it kind of gets the focus off ourself, thinking that we're just this own island. It's all about me, me, me. So now when you go to your professional career, what you're doing, how do you stay grounded in the quote unquote rat race? I'm sure you're very busy day in and day out, but how do you stay grounded in your faith? Well... That's a great question. 
and I think it's something that I'm always working on. You know, one of the things that I, I look at and I say is, you know, you're, you're never going to be perfect. We're not perfect in this. I'm certainly not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and working on that is, is something that's constantly on my mind because I know I can't live without faith and God. So staying grounded, the first thing that, that keeps me grounded is I've been very fortunate, very blessed, and very humbled uh, in so many ways and thankful that uh, I've been able to participate in the sacrament of marriage in the last two months as I'm talking to you. So I was recently married to Victoria on September the 1st. We've been married now for eight weeks as I, as I speak with you. And it's been beautiful. It was a beautiful wedding. It was a beautiful sacrament. And it was just such a a terrific day. Uh, And that she has kept me grounded. She keeps me grounded. She keeps me focused. She keeps me understanding of the the biggest things that matter in life, which is faith, which is God, and which is love and loving others. You know, I, I think for me, Ron, the biggest thing that I always look at is the understanding how much we need our families through it all. Uh, Our families are all special and unique. And, you know, you, you, I'm fortunate. I have three younger siblings, Um, but I have uh, two wonderful parents and a a wonderful stepmother as well. And uh, through all that, through all that, through all the years, you know, you understand that when, when you don't have anything, or when, any, when nothing's going right in your life, you do have some people, mm-hmm. always, and that is your family. But I think beyond that, for me and my job, I always say to myself, I get to. I get the opportunity to talk about sports for a living. Mm-hmm. I get the opportunity to call this a job, to broadcast games. And I'm thankful to our Lord and Savior, that I get that opportunity every single day. And if I'm not using that as an outlet of happiness, then what am I doing? Because God has given me this gift, and it's, it's my opportunity to go to practices, to go to shoot-arounds, to go to games, and to be there, and to be present, but also to be there for others, to ask them how they're doing, and to, to say, hey, how are you today? And, and how are your parents? How are your family? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I often say in my job, Ron, who I am as a person off the air is as if not more important than who I am on the air. There's so many talented broadcasters, reporters, play-by-play broadcasters, interviewers out there, but not everybody uh, may be as kind and as caring and as selfless. And I, I try to focus on those principles because it's really important in my life. So... I think in my daily journey, it's about making people smile and understanding that, you know, God's with all of us. How do we bring that out of each other every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and faith transforms us from the inside out. So that's where it's most shown. We don't have to be preachy. We don't have to, you know, put ourselves on a pedestal. But it does something internally to us that makes us go beyond ourselves, and it sounds like it's doing that for you. I'm chatting with John Fanta. He's a national college basketball broadcaster and reporter for Fox Sports. And, John, you've seen a lot of great athletes, and uh, 
you know, I played sports my whole life and I've seen athletes. I said, wow, what God-given talent that this particular athlete has. Name some athletes that have just, you know, made you in awe of their respective individual talent. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I'll tell you what. I mean, in the college basketball world, we have a seven foot four center who is a big friendly giant. Uh, his name is Zach Eady, and he is just mm-hmm. an all American talent. He plays for Purdue. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's fantastic in every way, and he inspires me because he strives for greatness, but he's also just great to people. You know, he's he's such just such a a good person. You know, another guy that I think is an example of how you should be a, a professional athlete in both the way that he plays, how hard he plays, the kind of teammate he is, New York Knicks point guard Jalen Brunson. He went to Villanova. I got a chance to cover him at Villanova. Jalen recently got married this summer. Who he is as a player and as a person is terrific. He is first class in every single way. I'm telling you, he, he is all class in every way. So, you know, those are a couple of athletes that I've been, that I've been aligned with in the past. I mean, um, another guy that, that I think, you know, is, is really uh, a, both a great person and was a great player is a guy by the name of Doug McDermott, former national player of the year in college basketball. Mm-hmm. But Doug has had a long NBA career, 10 years in the NBA. He's now with the San Antonio Spurs. His dad, Greg, is the coach at Creighton University. Great person, great family. Family means the world for the McDermott. Uh, and and they are, they're a faith-based family as well uh, that understands that life's bigger than just basketball. So those are a couple of names that I look to as examples, as guys I appreciate, as people uh, who, are, who are just so first class. Yeah, great stuff. Well, it's been a joy to talk with John Fanta, and you'll could certainly catch him throughout the college basketball season on Fox Sports FS1 and the lead host on the Big East Digital Network as well. Well, John, congrats once again on your recent marriage to you and Victoria. I know you managed to get to Italy for your honeymoon where there's a lot of reminders of faith, but uh, thanks so much for sharing your journey right here on Blessed to Play. Appreciate you, Ron. God bless, and thanks so much for having me. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed2play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on the platform X at Blessed to Play. For John Fanta, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.